Uh, welcome to this Interrobang podcast. I'm Angela McInnes. I'm the editor of Interrobang. Uh, in this podcast episode, I'm talking to um, two former kind of on hiatus Interrobang staff writers um, who were writing for the paper before the pandemic happened. I'm talking to Skylar McCarthy. Hi, Skylar. Hello. How are you guys doing today? <laughs> and I'm talking to Hannah Theodore as well. Hi. How's it going? So how is your lockdown going, guys? We'll start with you, Skylar. What have you been up to? Um, well, I've been just working on my craft really as a journalist. Um, but for the most part, it's been pretty like self-relaxed. Um, I don't mind the lockdown uh, as much as I when it first started um, because it just made me like self-reflect on what I needed to work on and what goals I have to want to accomplish. So... I, I guess it's just more of a self-reflecting type of year, I guess you, you could say year, but yeah, it's been mostly just self-reflecting and just been trying to take it a day at a time. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you can do. Um, what are you doing for fun, for hobbies to distract yourself from the mayhem in the outside world? Oh, uh, <laughs> people are going to be mad at me when I say this, but uh, I've been gaming a lot recently, a lot nice. more than what I should be. Um, so I'm starting to play a lot more um, NBA 2K and a lot more Call of Duty um, because those seems to be the popular games out there right now. Um, but besides that, it's just been working on uh, working on my craft. Nice. Solid. Solid. How about you, Hannah? Yeah, same. Uh Skylar and I were both lucky enough to get to work at the X this summer. So that's been nice just in terms of like filling the weekdays. Um, in terms of what I'm doing for fun, I started exercising a lot more often, um, playing some Animal Crossing. And in my spare time, I'm just trying to dismantle systemic racism yeah. <laughs> like everyone else this year. So yeah. it's been a little trying, but uh, yeah, it's uh, been really nice to have the outlet of the X to be able to tell hopefully some important stories and uh not lose out on that experience throughout all of this so same with Skylar too it's been very self-reflective are you guys working um for the ex remotely from home yes yeah how's, how's it, that been it was a learning curve at first um I think we, you're so used to being in the studio and the immediacy of that feeling um and how we had access to everything so quickly and we were able to put together quality work very fast. Um, we're very limited now in terms of what we're actually able to produce and our hours have been shortened significantly to what they would have been if we were in the studios. Um, and I don't think anyone is even physically in there. We sort of send everything off to a, an automated system um, yeah. that sort of just tells the station when to play what. So it's been, it's great that we're still able to produce content, but it's uh, definitely not the most ideal situation. Um, but still, I don't know how you feel, Skylar. I feel like, I mean, it's still good practice. And yeah, it's look, nice to no, have not have no, nothing to do. I, I agree with you there. I feel like it is not the best situation of all worlds. Um, preferably, we. I feel like me, and I don't want to speak for Hannah, but I feel like you would also want to be in the studio this summer as well uh just working away and starting to do our craft because at the at the end of 
the lockdown area, I felt like I was starting to get into the rhythm of things of actually producing, making good content for, you know, and then all of a sudden this lockdown happens and then you're just like, oh, well, great. This is a bummer. What do I do now? Um, but I'm very fortunate enough to be a part of the X uh, this summer and uh, to get the good experience uh, that, you know, I kind of wanted this summer. Well, I guess, uh, like the main question aside from those challenges is what kind of content have you guys managed to cover from home as student journalists? Well, we have a pretty uh, solid system that we've fallen into now because I usually work the mornings and Skylar will work in the afternoon. Um, and so what I'm kind of able to do is luckily I feel like everyone has sort of taken this turn towards social media making sure their online content is, and I mean, that's been a shift for a long time in journalism is like those web stories are key. Um, and so that's what we've really been focusing on is keeping our social media and our website really active and relying on the fact that all of these press conferences, events that we would have been going to, you know, they've been forced to switch online and virtual as well. So the access to information is still very much there. And we've been able to cover COVID as it's happening and also touch on issues that matter to us, like racism, like sexism, and being able to talk to people our age um, that, you know, using Zoom and Skype and IM are not foreign concepts to them. Mm -hmm. um, and those conversations have been, while not easy to have, we've been able to have them. Yeah, so far, are there any stories, Hannah, and I'll ask you this too, Skylar, but are there any stories that you are particularly proud of um, or that have been particularly challenging um, that you've done so far since all of this went down? I, um, I spoke to a, a prison abolitionist from Toronto Whoa. who I had gone to university with, and we did a probably the longest story I wrote with the most backup information I could find regarding uh, defunding police services mm -hmm. and really just quoting her stance. And she was so, she, she's a law student. So she was just so well-spoken in her answers. Um, and I was able to have this story go public. That was, it wasn't my opinion. I was just relaying what I knew this expert had to say on the topic. And um, I was proud of um, the notice that that story got and also that I was able to, I hope, keep my own personal bias out of it enough to just relay the facts of that, um, that opinion that someone else had. And um, yeah, it, it got a lot of traction. So I was really proud of that one. Good, good. That's awesome. And just um, we weren't recording when you when we all acknowledged, but in case anybody is listening that squeaking is Hannah's is Hannah's dog. <laughs> getting Sorry. <excited. laughs> What's his name? What's his name? His name is Milo. Hi, Milo. Yeah. <laughs> He's keeping you busy. Well, so like, yeah. uh, Skylar, how about you? Um, what have you worked on uh, so far in the summer that you've been um, especially proud of? Well, I think like um, I did a similar story to what Hannah did, but it was more about the fact of what should the police be doing um, to tackle systematic racism and more per se of not maybe necessarily right, like defunding the police, but allocating those resources, not uh, by defunding police, by putting those 
extra resources into, you know, social housing, um, homelessness prevention, um, social services and stuff like that, which really could change a lot of people if they had the right resources, in my opinion, at least. Um, but it was a, it was a, it was a good experience for me just to, you know, try to make a story out of something that is a really big, topic right now um and i think that you know especially with our generation really we've seen it so much to the point where it's just like it's it shouldn't be normal but it is normal for all of us unfortunately so it's just it's a it's a it's a tough topic to talk about but i i feel like you know it was one of my biggest stories because i was so scared of actually publishing the story because you know you, these days, especially with the media, you get so much backlash over almost almost one word, almost really. So it's just it it, it just kind of made me nervous for a second. But uh, after I took like a little bit of a thirty minute break and come back with some water, I just said, "Well, I'm gonna publish it." Good. Um, I, a question popped into my head just now. You know, what have you guys learned the most about yourself so far, given this whole situation? Because last time I saw you guys. I think it was like one of our last Thursday meetings for just an average story for the paper. We were just kind of going with the flow and then bam, uh, the college lockdown, um, the world's under a global pandemic and everything's kind of upside down. Nobody saw this coming. Uh, so I'll start with you, Hannah, but like what what's changed about you even as a journalist in the past uh, four months or so? Yeah, I... Um... I've learned, I think, a little bit about my own like mental capacity for trying to make sense of so many things happening all at the same time. And I've I'm getting better, I hope, I think, at trying to narrow down all those issues and focus on key parts of them that I don't want to say like specifically matter to me, but that so that I'm not stretching my empathy so far that it's hurting me to do that. And the only way that I've really been able to do that is to take time to properly take care of myself physically. And um, I've always known that I tend to operate better on a personal level when I have more free time, um, which um, can be good or bad, but it just means that like, if I'm on a tight schedule, I tend to put off things that I know are important versus now my days are done at 1 PM and I could spend that time and stay on my computer and stay on social media and keep trying to take all of this in that's happening. Or I can do a 30 minute workout and cook some lunch and just, you know, take some, take some space. Um, and yeah, I think I've just, uh, I'm getting more in touch with how I do that. And hopefully that when this all gets to some kind of normal again, I can maintain that balance going forward, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Skylar? What have you learned about yourself <laughs> throughout this whole experience so far? Um, well, I've been trying to just really work on myself mentally um, because I felt like, especially with my first year of college being out of the way now, 
it was more of a learning curve because at that point I just moved on. I literally graduated grade 12 and just said, Nope, we're not doing a grade 13. We're just going to go straight to college. And I think I may have, I, if, if I would have gone back, I would have probably went for a grade 13 at high school level, but now looking back at it, it year one was just a learning curve for me mentally just uh you know what and then so with after this lockdown happened is just more of a working on myself like emotionally and physically um what hannah says i'm also now really starting to work out too especially when the gyms are starting to reopen um that's also a nice so thing nice. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be so nice um and then just been just working on myself and just not, I wouldn't say not caring about other people, but it's, I felt like I've had this mindset where I always care about people more than I do. And then this lockdown made me realize that, okay, maybe if I take care of myself first, it will be better. Yeah. Yeah. That's profound. I can definitely relate to that. In terms of, of journalism, has this experience changed or altered your career goals in any way? Um, I have, um, a newfound interest, I think in print media and independent. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah I <laughs> so you might I be happy to hear that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I just found like, I don't know this pace. I'm like, like the yep. pace that we're on right now, we're only doing two newscasts a day, one coffee story, um, maybe an interview, a few interviews a week. Um, I'm like, I got this. Like, yeah. this is, you know, like, and I don't, I don't feel myself like going crazy. Like it's, it's just enough for me. And I yeah. think when I get in the, and I was like this when I had service jobs too, where I'd be like, I love pressure. I work so fast. It's great. I'm, I'm doing so good at everything that I'm doing. And then, you know, taking a step back and like, I wasn't doing my, my best. That pace doesn't work for me. Wow. <laughs> um, and so I, I don't know if it's going to necessarily change, like, because I do love radio and I love the performance aspect of it. Um, but just with the way that like stories have been breaking this year and seeing this like, like private media, like taking over all these small newspapers and cities, I'm just so passionate. I think about actually telling local stories and um, especially with this COVID situation, it goes back to my whole thing about empathy, right? Like, our communities, we should be able to focus on them, right? Mm -hmm. And as much as it's great that we have this global tool where we can connect with everyone all over the world, um, I wanna be able to hear more from people around me and not have to um, stretch myself so thin for them. So I guess in a way I'm having a change of heart, but that's not gonna change my the fact about my schooling or whatever I might pursue after this summer. But yeah, it's just something I've been thinking about a lot. <laughs> it's it's a good point. It's a fair point because the way that um, the news cycle and the world had been going was so fast paced. And it was at the point in the industry where people were pointing out, we aren't taking the time to slow down and pay attention to more of those human interest stories mm -hmm. and, uh, and actually uh, take a look at certain angles um, 
certain perspectives were being overlooked just to keep up with the pace of the 24-hour broadcast news cycle. So now that you've been forced to slow down, I think that is kind of interesting that you've gone, hey, when we do put in a little bit more time and focus, there are some really good stories that we can get right out of our community. So that's really, that's, that's a positive thing to come out of this whole situation. Uh, Skylar, how about you? Do you still want to do sports radio? I think, I think uh, when we last spoke, that was kind of where you were heading. You were interested in sports journalism. Has anything changed there? Well, I would say to you, not really, but I have found some other interests, like exa example, blogging. Blogging oh, okay. is a blogging. Blogging is a, one that I I found a lot more interested in, um, just because like you can create certain stories and have your opinions to them, right? Without without actually being, you know, like it's not like a newsworthy story, you know, uh, I'm just doing blogging on the side with um, a colleague of mine. So it's just, that's always been fun What's to the do blog after about? work. Uh, it's just about stuff in the city of London. Cool. Uh, what could do, what to do in the city. Um, and then the second thing uh, I've really liked uh, so far is politics. Um, I, I, <laughs> I would, I would say to you, if by the start of this lockdown, if you would think I would like politics, there would have been zero chance. Mm -hmm. But ever since now, since the lockdown has happened, politics is the politics world has just gone crazy. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, last night, last night specifically, I literally watched the entire meeting, uh, London City Council meeting, on uh, their mandatory masks. Uh, that mm -hmm. is on the final vote today at City okay. Council. So yes. I gotta, I gotta stay tuned in for that. But um, yeah, it's just, it's just been interesting seeing what else I like other than sports or, you know, other journalistic things. Good, good. Well, then let's talk about the fall. Um, as far as we know, it's going to be a blended delivery programs at Fanshawe, of course. Um, and it might be a little bit hard to say exactly what's going to happen. But let's just talk about best case scenario. What is the fall going to look like for you guys? I get to oh. work at Interabang again. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're hoping for, um, on that note, like we're, it's going to look like a bi-weekly publication, just given that we're going to have less students at the, at the college, yeah. but we need something. And um, we're one of the biggest colleges in the region. Like we have to have a student publication. There needs to be some kind of a platform, especially with everything being so interesting politically um, so many changes going on in the world there needs to be some place where students can express themselves so I'm really happy to hear that <laughs> uh, and what's it looking like for your program so far we haven't heard too much other than it will be a, a mix of both online and in person what we've kind of maybe heard is that that will probably mean we'll get to do newscasts in the studio mm -hmm. um and that we're probably, yeah, yeah. back in the studio. <laughs> um, and then for classes, I think it's, it's we've heard like just slashed sizes, splitting up our group. Mm -hmm. We're, I, I'm not sure how many of us are going on to second year, but at the end of first year, there were at least 35 of us still, maybe a little less than that. Oh yeah. So they're going to have to shrink us down for certain classes, I guess. Um, I don't know what else, what's your ideal, I don't know if Skylar has any. No, you basically said it right there. I feel like that's what was going to happen at first. Um, but I feel like at the same time, I really hope we get back into the studio a bit. 
And I'm not saying that because, you know, I'd love to be back in the studio. I just feel like a lot more students will get that experience by sitting there doing the work and in the studio. I wouldn't say that this is um, like this is amazing too. I get to talk with my microphone at home. I get this is my bed right here. I sleep on it every single night. It's amazing. It is comfortable, and I always am happy to wake up and then have to get to work, <laughs> which is literally right beside my bed. Yeah. But um, you know, at some point, you know, I just want to get back into doing what I like to do. That is working at the studio. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Well. Um... You know, are there are there any kinds of? I, I guess my last question is just, uh, what do you? You guys are students still. You guys are student journalists. Um, what do you think we should be keeping an eye out for in the fall? Like, what what is important, most important to you guys? I'll I think start. a second wave. If I'm gonna yeah. be honest, yeah, I'm gonna enough. be honest. Yeah. Uh, a second wave could hit us like that, and if mm-hmm. if that happens we as journalists need to be prepared to take on whatever stories that might happen from it. True, true. The other thing I would say is keeping our eyes open for how international students will be treated, not only by our fellow students, but also by the institution, because we've seen other colleges that have completely said, we're not going to take any international students whatsoever. And even when this was first starting in March, we heard stories from Western of racism towards Asians on campus there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think if with the second wave as imminent as it most likely is, um, I think it's very likely that we could see that same kind of energy start to come back, especially with a wave of new international students coming into Fanshawe. So um, I'm gonna be watching for that, certainly. Um, I was going to add another thing to it if you wanted to. I was actually going to say, how is Fanshawe going to take in the anti-racism lens into their programs now? Because we've seen, like, example, Western just just got called out for being racist to a few Asians. So I'm kind of... I'm not saying that I feel like schools need to take a better step into anti-racism. Don't get me wrong. I think they do. But I think they need to be more prepared and just have a plan in place because we've seen schools, you know, that have been called out, especially Western now. Um, so it, it's not a good look if a school isn't, isn't, what's the right word I'm looking for? Cause, ah. Yeah, just like directly targeting or trying to navigate it in some way. Exactly. And we're lacking an orientation in the standard way this year that we would get. Yeah. Um, but those are the, I think those are the moments when we can uh, talk about those things and we have a wave of incoming students, not just, you know, just people starting their first year that need to know that we're, we're going to talk about these things here. And yeah. we as journalists aren't going to let them go unnoticed. Um, that's, that's my stance on that. Very, very <laughs> Fancy. Fancy. <yeah. laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Interabang podcast with Skylar McCarthy and Hannah Theodore, two Interabang staff writers. For all your Fanshawe-focused news, make sure to visit theinterabang.ca and visit us on the socials. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Bye for now.